August 23, 2019, San Francisco. The Sales Development Conference, the third annual conference focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. Join over 500 of the most influential sales development leaders in our industry for a full day of learning, networking, and growing your skills. This year, we're offering three learning tracks focused on sales development leadership, rep training, and our newest track dedicated to sales and marketing operations. Grab your tickets today before it sells out over at 10bound.com conference. That's 10bound.com conference. See you August 23rd. CRM has been proven to limit sales reps' responsiveness, persistency, and cadence. It's a design flaw, and it's losing you deals. That is why today's sales leaders use sales engagement platforms like VanillaSoft. Check it out. Go to VanillaSoft.com and start your free trial. Hello, 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 everybody. I'm honored to have my next guest on the show a big supporter of the Sales Development Podcast. Couldn't do it without you, Mr. Daryl Prale, the Chief Marketing Officer, among other things, at VanillaSoft. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing well. It's George, right? Is it George <laughs> and that's who I'm talking to? Yes, it is. This is Aaron Ross over at Predictable Revenue. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> that's good. The PR firm told me it was somebody credible, not, not like Delaney or something. That's good. Well, okay. So we're talking sales development here, Daryl. You guys are making a big play into the sales development space and you support us on the podcast. Thank you so much for that. You're coming out for the conference in August, which is really exciting. We need to talk about that more. But if folks are not using VanillaSoft yet, you know, I don't want to make this a big pitch, but how is it used for sales development and what are the benefits that you're seeing with your customers? All right, so folks, this is the the <laughs> the required pitch you have to have so you can get past this to the core and the real content. So, um, and with that, David, should people assume that this is like a paid advert because we sponsor your podcast and now we're a guest? Like, what are the odds of that? Just you know, it's weird. It is weird, and and I honestly like I always put a disclaimer. I'm genuinely curious because you know, going from customer to customer with Ten Bound. There's a number of different sales engagement platforms that people use, especially here in the Bay Area. And I want to see where VanillaSoft fits in. Honestly, nope. I, I mean, it's straight. This is the first question that I wanted to ask you. No problem. Let me see. I'll give you the, and then with all, and I'm a bit of a smart ass sometimes, so I apologize, folks. I appreciate <laughs> your patience. Okay. Let me give you the straight scoop. So if you're a regular listener to David's podcast, you've heard the sponsorship. And so this is kind of an extended version. We are a sales engagement platform, full stop. For context, because it's always easy to understand, you know, who, who do we compete with? Because sometimes you may know my competitors, but you don't know me. So we compete with vendors like Outreach, our Outreach.io. Salesloft would be the two that we see the most. But we'd also compete contextually with InsideSales.com. So we are used primarily by sales development reps, teams of sales development reps. We are there, what I like to say, their system of record, although my CEO hates when I say that. We would sit our platform, it's a SaaS platform, we would sit typically between your marketing automation stack and your CRM stack. So that's where we sit, I'll explain that in a second. And you would use VanillaSoft to engage persistently with the right cadence and with the right speed across the right different types of channels, you know, email, phone, social, 
so that you can connect with a lead and qualify them. That's what we do. Now, with that as the qualifier, a little history of us. We've been around since 2005. We were the original sales engagement platform before anybody knew what sales engagement was. You know, we have approximately 5,000 users using us, hammering at us every day. You know, they're doing over 15 million transactions every month. And, and that's what we do. So why would you why would you want that? Maybe that's a question we get often. Can't I do that in my CRM? Or can't I do that in, in Google, using Gmail or what have you? And so the gist is this. So let me walk you through some stats. It kind of sets the stage and the pain. And then and then you'll see why sales engagement makes sense. And and just for context, sales engagement makes sense whether you use me or my competitors. I want to give them a full shell because we are solving a problem. So this is this is my life. My life historically as the marketing guy is I make leads, right? I'm doing I make awareness, I make leads. And then when I, and I do that using, you know, content or trade shows or paid ads, all the usual marketing tactics. And you fill out a form. Maybe I use my marketing automation system to, to nurture you, to get you to keep coming back and consuming more content. And that will increase your score or your grade. But there comes a point where I say, you, Mr. Lead, are now deemed marketing qualified. For whatever parameters you put around that, you're marketing qualified. I know your title. I know your industry. I know your company size. You're marketing qualified. And historically, I would pass that off to sales. And sales is usually into two groups, right? You have your, often your sales development reps, your SDRs. And then you have your account executives or your BDRs. And the way that would typically work is that an SDR is going to take any leads that marketing gives them and they're going to then try to qualify them. You know, do you have budget? Do you have authority? Do you have a need? Do you have a time frame? Now, I'm using a Bant example there, but whatever you use to qualify them. The SDRs may also self-generate their own leads through an outbound activity. So maybe you import 50 leads from Zoom Info or Discover Org on a daily or semi-daily basis, whatever. And then you work those and you sales qualify them. And then once they're sales qualified, you pass them off to your AE or your BDR. And they now deem this a real opportunity. They add it to the CRM. It's an opportunity. It's on the forecast and the, and the account executive chases it to a win or a loss. That's how it always works. Here's the reality. And I'm using these industry stats. And there's lots out there. These are not my stats. That says when a when marketing makes an MQL and passes it, passes it over the wall to sales, a couple things happen. One, it takes a day and a half to two and a half days for them to call that lead on average. Two, they make two attempts to connect with them and they give up on average after two attempts if they fail twice. And three, the cadence, then you know, the the sequence of attempts they make has no rhyme or reason. Could be I call you today. And then I call you in 10 days or I call you in three days or I call you in 14 days, whatever. So there, it's all based on what you do. And that results in a lot of marketing qualified leads that I spent thousands of dollars on having draw and just fall to the wayside because two attempts is not enough. A day and a half to two and a half days to call them. They've forgotten that they even filled out the form. They don't know who you are. They've moved on. And then, you know, you reaching out with no rhyme or rhythm, you know, today and then again in 10 days, you know, they, they don't know, who, again, who you are. So that happens. And to make it even worse, the research says, on average, 
48% of marketing generated leads are never even touched by sales. So why is that? Why that is, we believe, is just the basics of the tools we use, CRM historically, and you, you live in this list environment. I, I, I log in, I see my list of things I need today, people I need to call, whatnot, and now I can cherry pick. The example I always use is, I've got Joe's Garage is top of my list, then IBM, then ABC Manufacturing. Well, who do you call first? You call, you call IBM, even though Joe's Garage is ahead of it. You call IBM because you're comped on quota, IBM's big, they got budget, they're a bigger opportunity, you just know they are, so you call them, and hence, Joe's Garage falls further and further and further on the list, and you never call Joe's Garage, hence 48%, never get called. And then when you call IBM, they don't answer, you make a manual task that says, oh, I'll call back tomorrow, but you ask to get around to it like three days later, because it's on the list, it keeps falling off the list. All right, so with the sales engagement platform, that all goes away, because what we do is we say, in the case of VanillaSoft, we have a queue. The queue says, when you, sign, when you log in, you're not given a list. It's like, listen, we've prioritized everything. We know exactly who you need to call. We're going to serve to you the next best lead. So, and because it's a queue, the queue is always changing. So I mean a queue, I mean, think of it as a lineup. You need to line up your fast food, you know, that lineup, that's a queue. So it says, you need to call Joe's Garage. And, and that's, you just see Joe's Garage. You don't even know about IBM. And when you say, okay, I call Joe, I left a voicemail, he goes away and he goes back into the queue to pop up four hours later. But right now, you present with IBM. Boom, now you're gonna call it IBM. And this just keeps on happening. And because of this, a few things happen. I call every single contact, no one gets lost. Two, as a sales rep, I'm making way more calls and emails and, and social touches than I would on a list basis, which is good for me and my quota. Three, we control the cadence. As soon as I get rid of a contact, as I said, I, I either sent him an email, or I couldn't get a hold of them, or I left a voicemail, it goes back in the queue and it will tell me when I have to do it again. So if your cadence is seven touches in seven days, you will do seven touches in seven days. Four, it gives you speed to lead. So if someone fills a form out, it gets to the front of the queue. So boom, there they are, five minutes, 10 minutes after filling that form out, whatever time you want, you're calling them, you're emailing them. So that's what VanillaSoft does. When you do that, you triple your pipeline instantly because you're just hitting so many more people. You're doing the right number of touches. You're contacting every single lead that comes in. And marketing loves you because now their ROI and their spend goes through the roof. So that's what we are. Sales guys love us because they hit quota every single time. Management loves us because finally their investment they're making in sales is paying off. All right. Marketers love us because their MQLs are now getting contacted. So that's why sales engagement is so hot. That's where it fits in the stack. That's a long-winded answer, David. I'm apologi apologetic for that. But there you go. I've solved world peace and hunger. <laughs> I love it. I have, well, I, I have this process I call rinse and repeat. You know, it's, I didn't coin the phrase, obviously, but I, it really embodies my philosophy, which is it's just it's a formula that we follow. So, for example, the second Tuesday of every month, we have a webinar that's product-centric, not VanillaSoft-centric product centric. So the last one we did was about, you know, what are cadences, right? So, and we had a massive turnout for that and why should you care? Or, and I think we promoted that saying, you know, is a cadence the same as a sequence, the same as a playbook? You know, what have you heard? Are you confused? Why do you care? So we do that the second Tuesday of every month. The fourth Tuesday of every month is our, what I call our, our big picture, the, the influencer, if you will, webinar where we talk about the issues. The one we had yesterday was who should own the SDR team, sales or marketing. So it's a little more strategic, a little more higher level. So, and every month we rinse and repeat that. 
2018, we also introduced our own podcast, Inside Inside Sales. And you have to see it that it. way. I love Inside. <laughs> Inside sales, where we get really pragmatic and it, we're only talking to SDRs we're n- and there's no management speak, no vision, no, no industry. It's just sales development. And every single episode talks about a core issue that's very real, very tactical. And what are three or four lessons you can take away? And I've had some amazing conversations with the industry's best. That's going to continue in 2019. We do a crap load of videos. I probably do three to five videos a week. Total story there. When I got here, we, they were doing videos. And the first thing I said was, we need a studio. And they're like, why do we need a studio? And I'm like, oh, dude, we now have two studios. We have a video studio. We have a live stream studio. I'm in the live stream studio right now. And now they get it. And, and you know, the world has rocked. Video is so powerful. We do it so much. And it really, really works. And we kind of have a mix where we kind of say, listen, we have this rule of three that says, for every three videos I do, one should be curation. You know, hey, there's this great piece of content I just saw. You should read it. And this is the lesson you would learn. Two would be educational. Here's the top three things you should learn. The top three things you should know. And then three, promotional. You've earned the right to promote something. Hey, sign up for my gig. You know, watch me at this speaking session. So we try to, we're not great at balancing that, but that's what we try to do. But we find that really sparks the discussion. So we do that. All, we're really all over social. Follow me if you don't, because it's fun and I love the debate. In 2019, we're cranking it up like big time. So we're doing all that. But now you're going to start seeing every twice a week, we're doing Facebook Live. And one will be on sales. So every other week, you're going to have a Facebook Live on selling tips where it's like a five or 10 or 15 minute max. Hey, David, give me one tip, one tip. And then you and I go back and forth, talk about your tip and that's it. In, out, done. That's, so that's every other week. And then the alternate, the, the rotating every other week, we're going to do role playing. Okay. So I call you and you pick up the phone. Oh my gosh. You actually answer the phone. Go. And we're going to role play. And we're doing that with the, with the industry's biggest. So every Monday, every other week, it's either sales tip or role playing. Thursday, we're doing the mastermind series. So the mastermind series is when we do, like I call Larry King, where we get, and we get like these I'm going to pick 12 really big ass thought leaders where we go, but related to the selling world. And I'm just going to go down and deep and find out their dirty secrets and what they were like as kids and how did their psyche change and what hardships did they have and how did that form them and shape them? And how does that, how did that get them to where they're at now? And if you could look back 20 years ago, what would you tell your younger self? And, you know, what do your kids think of you? And, you know, what do you do? What, where are you going from here? So it's really long form. Larry King deep, you know, get to know these individuals at a much, much deeper level. So, and plus we're doing a lot more webinars now with media partners. So where you're going to see us work with the industry's major media publications where we'll do all the production work and everything else and the topics, but we'll partner with them. They'll be our sponsor and they'll be our distribution. So you're going to start seeing us a lot more in that regard. And the whole premise of doing this is It's all about building the community and educating everybody about all the issues of sales from different angles and perspectives, because in the end, everything I just described there is to help you engage better in sales. And what do we do? We do sales engagement. So it's just building up the community, building up the awareness, building up that loyal listenership and followers. And when the time comes that you're looking for a sales engagement solution, you think of that idiot Daryl and that what the, how he just wouldn't shut up in that dialogue. 
and then maybe you'll call us. And that's the goal. But and then a lot more podcasts. Oh, I didn't. Have, we we're, we continue with inside inside sales, but we're actually we've launched a brand new podcast series. It, it we're filming them now. It's video and audio. We haven't launched it, but there we're 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 pounding them up. I'm doing another recording in two days, and that will be in partnership with Gerhard from Selling Power and with Mark Hunter. So we're doing that, and we're calling that uh, real sales banter. And then we have another show we're getting off the ground right now. That's again, same thing. We're putting the shows in the can and we're doing that with two brilliant people from the UK with uh, Benjamin Dennehy and Steve Burton. Steve Burton just won an award for being one of the most influential salespeople, just like you did, if I recall, David, from the Sales Development Summit. And Benjamin Dennehy is the UK's most hated sales trainer. <laughs> and, and, we're call- and he is incredibly, he's so nice and he is so mean. And so it's just three lads talking around the table and that's called the business development show. So that's happening. And then our speaking gigs are going through the roof. I'm speaking everywhere now. So 2019 is cranking up the content and just making more awareness and building up the community. And and just like, just like you're doing, dude. I mean, look at you. This is the, this is the hardest man in sales engagement, folks. Hardest working man in sales, sales engagement. I was was somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I was speaking last week in Toronto <laughs> at the Enterprise Sales Forum, yeah. and I had this question from the audience, and they asked the question was, what's the one skill that you would suggest a sales rep, if they can only focus on one skill, what would it be? And I actually, I shared this on LinkedIn recently, and not everybody agreed with me, So, but go check it on LinkedIn because it was a great debate. I said personal brand, primarily on social. You're having a presence. I think that if you can only have one skill, because you've alluded to this so many times. It's, it's like, okay, David, you call me. And I, this is what I said to the audience, you know, so David calls me, he's with 10 bound. What do I do? There's two things I'm doing right now. I'm going 10 bound.com. What the hell is this? And do I care? Does it matter to me? What's in it for me? And then I'm going LinkedIn, David Delaney, who is this cat? Is he someone is, does he have a take? Is he credible? Can he help me? Does he have wisdom that, that, that can make my life better? And if you pass those two smell tests, then, uh, then I'll talk to you, right? I'll give you time. But if you have no brand, no personal brand, especially on LinkedIn, you just failed one of the two smell tests. And now you're no different than anybody else who's asking for my money. So that was my point. A lot of people said, no, the skills should be listening. No, the skills should be talking and yada, yada, yada. That's okay. So we're trying to practice what we preach here. We're trying to build the brand of Vanilla Soft, and we have a couple of designated spokespeople for the company. I'm one of them. David Hood, our CEO, is the other one. And so you know, practice what you preach, right? So that's what we're trying to do. And video, video you mentioned is so powerful now. Why? Why do you think that video has become so powerful? Is it the bandwidth has just allowed it to proliferate, and we have these free? mechanisms where we can post videos? Why is video just everywhere now? So I think it's the skimmability, right? So when you see these long posts, I mean, long form, especially if you're going to go long posts and commit, don't go like 800 words, go like 3000 words. And you know, that's different. People get, okay, this is a sit down, cup of coffee, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to really educate myself. Otherwise, keep it short and sweet. Most people are airing in between, and that's why they don't get a lot of traction. Video is the answer to that, but video done right, all right? So, you know, I heard a stat not too long ago, which I have completely see bear out in our efforts of video, that 90% of videos are done with the sound off. So if you're doing video and you're saying, hey, this sucks, this is not working for me, I don't care what anybody says, I bet you 
you're not subtitling. So yes. we subtitle everything, 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 everything. And if you're going to say to me, well, that's a pain in the ass. I got some tricks for you. I'll sh- tell you shortly, but we do not do a video. That's just a quick social video. That's more than 60 seconds. If it is, it's like 62, 63, because Daryl just wouldn't shut up. But 60 seconds mm-hmm. is our goal. When we're filming this, you know, my, I used to film all these up until like October, November, I did it all myself. And finally video became so big for us with all the podcasts and the webinars we were doing. I finally had to go and hire a full-time guy to, to produce all my video and all my media and all my podcasts because I just couldn't scale anymore. So what's great now is I do have this resource that most don't have, but you know, again, I just did that. I just, he just started two months ago, three months ago up to then I did it so you can do it. So no excuses. But what he does for me is when I'm at the 50 second mark while he's filming me, he gives me a big ass, you know, sign that indicates we're at the 50 second mark. I'll wrap this up in the next 10 seconds. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, is again, that's the subtitle. So people will skim, they'll read the subtitles. There'll be one more point, the animation, you know, so when I talk, if you ever watch my videos, I mean, this is who I am, but I'm animated and people stop and they see the arms flailing and and I look like I'm having a seizure, but that kind of attracts their attention and they stop, right? So there's that. If you're using subtitles, yes, you can do it manually. That's a pain in the arse. One old trick is you can upload your video to YouTube. YouTube will do the translation for you. Then you can download that file and you can upload it to LinkedIn. That's one way. That's a pain in the arse too, I think. It's, It's better. That's what we used to do the first half of the year. We use a service now called Zubtitle, Z-U-B Title. And it's great. We upload it. It's very affordable. And it's all using AI and whatnot and voice recognition. And within minutes, like literally, if I upload a 60-second video, within two or three minutes, it's back to me. And I can download it. And then I can correct it using their their, their interface. They'll get, they'll get it 90% right. It's amazing. They're getting better and better and better. And then, you know, so I spend two or three minutes fixing what they didn't get. They never spell my name right and a few other things. And then, boom, I download it. I post it to LinkedIn. I post it to our social, our website, whatever. And it's very scalable. So that's what we do. Even our webinars and whatnot, for the longer form content, we subtitle everything. So for the webinars or a podcast like this, we use Rev.com. So Rev.com does all the transcription and then we can also download an actual, you know, SDR file for the, not SDR, you know, come to me, for the, 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 the subtitling. So we use as many tools as possible, but that has been a dramatic difference maker because the thing about video is that people want a relationship. They want authenticity. So if they see me, you know, it's a relationship. They get to know me. Now, they may not like what I have to say. They may think I'm an idiot. Most do. But at least they know I'm being authentic and and there's respect for that. So that's why video works. That's what they're looking for. And, and these are some great tips. Thank you for sharing those. Now, in that presentation that you were giving the sales forum, did anybody ask you kind of, hey, I'm, I'm your average SDR slash average sales rep. Like what, what am I supposed to post on the video, you know, as far as I've only been in the business for a couple of years. I mean, what do I have to say? Did you get any reaction like that? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't ask me that there, but I've been asked that a lot. And the answer is what I tell people, and this is how I do it too, guys, guys and girls. Oh my God. That sounded so sexist. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) people of the podcast sphere, what I listen to yourself. So 
when you're in a meeting, when you're in a phone call, when you're doing your day to day, when a question gets asked or you're struggling with something or you see an opportunity, every single thing right there, every single thing right there is video social worthy, right? So I'll have people often reach out to me saying, you know, coworkers, colleagues, network, a LinkedIn community saying, Daryl, this is my situation. How do I do that? And I go, oh my gosh, that's a great topic. You know, how do I talk to my boss about a race? Great topic. How do I get more busy in social? That's a topic. The topic you're going to post on social is how to get more social on social. I mean, if you're having a problem, I don't know how to make content. That's a topic. How to make content. You know, you know, there's things you struggle with. I'm an introvert. That's a topic. I'm scared of being on video. I'm, I have public speaking phobia. That's a topic. I disagree with my boss on uh, objection handling. That's a topic, right? So everything you're doing every single day, you're a walking case study. <laughs> That's amazing. The, the challenge you're having is the challenge every single person is having. So embrace it. It's a chance for you to learn and a chance for you to share. And you don't have to be the expert. You don't have to say, this is the three ways you handle objection. Instead of be authentic, say, the other day, I got into a discourse with my boss about how to handle objections. We disagreed. He wants me to do A, B, and C. I think it should be X, Y, and Z. Therefore, I did some research. I talked to John Barrow. I talked to David Delaney. I talked to Trish Bertuzzi. I went and reached out to Keenan. And then I synthesized it all. And this is what I learned. You need to do one. You need to do two. You need to do three. What do you think, guys? Do you agree? Carry on the conversation in the comments. I'll see you there. Boom. That's authentic. Are you in sales, but you're not using a sales engagement tool? then you're probably losing out on revenue because you are not engaging with prospects at the right time, with the right cadence, and with enough persistency. You need VanillaSoft. Start your free trial today. Go to VanillaSoft.com. Amazing. Okay, so that's your, that's your homework, everyone listening. So just jot down you know, the issues that you're focused on or the things that you're struggling with, and there's your content right there. So Daryl gave it to us. Thank you, Daryl. No <laughs> and what the last quick thing on there is thumbnails and not not the the gross things that you uh yes <laughs> the poster frame or yeah, <laughs> right. and the thumbnail yeah, yep, you know yep. i think i think people mess up a lot on thumbnails maybe it's just a you know pet peeve that i have but you know they'll they'll have this terrible like blurred picture of their face or there's I posted something there was nothing there on the thumbnail <laughs> it was just a black space with a play button in the middle and I was like what happened there you know so I think I don't know I guess the advice is you know if you can control your thumbnail try to make it a nice picture of you smiling so that people want to click on it right so there's a couple of things there on how to make your thumbnails, your poster images rock to exactly your point. And I, by the way, I am with you, brother. The thumbnails are my <laughs> biggest pet peeve. Or you get some guy, you know, with her, her mouth half open and blurred and her hair and her eyes. And it's because YouTube, whatever, arbitrarily decided that was the frame we're picking and you're screwed. Yes. So what we do <laughs> is for our own corporate stuff. We use servers like Wistia. You can use Vidyard and others, but we actually, in other words, we don't use YouTube. We can post it on YouTube, and we often do just for the YouTube community. But anything that we share, it's not coming from YouTube. It's coming from Wistia because then I can control, I can actually say, I can actually upload an image if I wanted to or take an image from a frame from the entire video and say that's that's the image. And I can put overlays on text and all this wonderful stuff. And that is so important. Now, where it gets interesting, though, is LinkedIn, right? Because you, if you were to use a Wistia or a Vidyard 
or even a YouTube, and you do a post and you put the link into it, LinkedIn kind of punishes you. They don't want you to link outside their platform. So you don't yes. get the reach you should get. So that's, that's the bad thing about embedding a link. What they want you to do on LinkedIn is they want you to upload the video to their platform. So what we do is, you know, when we make a video, we have our copy and the, the very, very, very first frame. Remember, you're roughly your 24 frames a second, right? It's a human eye. The very first frame is what LinkedIn's going to grab. So I understand exactly what you're saying when you said all it was was black with a play button. That's because your video was probably all cinematic and you had a nice little fade in, a nice little, you know, dissolve into the, 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 the scene, and the, which looks great when I'm watching it at the theater or on my big screen. But the problem with the fade in is that the first frame or two is black because you're fading in. And that's what you would have had. If you put one image on the very first frame, no one will see it. Because you can see the first frame is an image. The second frame onward is that fade in. So it still looks like it's fading in black when you press play. But it takes the first frame for LinkedIn. And I call that the, the FOMO frame. And when, my, when I hired my, my video producer, he wasn't getting that initially because he had never done LinkedIn stuff before. I'm like, dude, first frame, FOMO. <laughs> and, he, and he had you know eyes would get all panicked. I'm like, fear of missing out, right? Yeah. This frame is going to be so like clickbait-ish. Yes. With, in a good in a good way, that that I don't want to miss out on this video. I want to press play, and that's that's the trick. So first yeah. frame, put it in there and upload it to LinkedIn. This, Everything else, you can just use your link. This one one trick saved me. You know, fifteen percent on car insurance in a picture. It's of like true. A, a, right. a bowl of of kidney beans or something. You know? We know a lot of things <laughs> because we've seen a lot of things. There's branding for you, right? <laughs> Now, I, we're coming up against the hour. Can I get you for five more minutes? I got a couple more questions before. I'm yeah, listening. I'm not going anywhere, man. Okay. I'm yours. All right. So you said you were talking about your webinars with media partners. What, what, it, what do you mean by that? So I can't name names yet. We're still finalizing the details. But a media partner okay. would be a publication, right? So think of all the online pubs you go to online, you know, where there's stories, right? Yeah, um, like Business and- Insider, Inc. Sure. Perfect. Fast company, those type of you things. Got it. Got so it. if you name those names versus me, then that's much better. So that's exactly right. So that's what I mean by media partner. So it, it would be using your example. It could be, you know, join us for this live webinar on how to produce 10 bound brought to you by fast company, right? When the reality is if fast company is the media sponsor, they're the distribution, but we're the ones doing all the production work behind the scenes and, and they get to sell advertising on it or, or distribution or whatever, right, on, on their page. So it's a win-win because there's really no cost to them for this content. But but that because you have to understand the challenge there for me is this. And this is a real challenge that we first think about. You know, I told you already I'm doing a webinar. Second Tuesday of the month is a product-related, technology-related. Fourth Tuesday of the month is, you know, big picture-related. So that means I am marketing to my own opt-in list nonstop. If I start marketing to my list for these additional webinars or live streams, they're going to unsubscribe in mass because they're like, shut up already. All right. We're just sick of hearing from you. Just go away your noise. So I don't want to do that. So working in, so this process of working with the media partners, it's a win-win dynamic and it allows me to let them control the promotion without me ruining my opt-in list, but still get the reach that I hope 
to get when we do these productions and start the conversations that we hope to start. And beyond beyond the hardcore followers, because those publications have Correct. a huge reach of people that maybe have never even heard of sales Correct. engagement. Got it. Okay. You nailed it. You know, and okay. So, last question: How do you how do you know when you've reached maximum saturation of your posting? Because I got really into this one online personality, you know, a couple of years ago, and I would watch all his videos, and I was really into him, and I even ordered some of his books and stuff like that. And finally, it was just too much, you know, and and I was like. I can't take this anymore. So I, I finally got saturated with this media personality and now it was just too much, you know? So is there, I don't know if you can answer this, but I mean, I is can. there too much posting that you could there do? There is too much. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and I totally get what you're saying because I'm the exact same way. So for example, <laughs> I think we're I a lot recently, alike, Daryl. It's funny. Uh, it's yeah. crazy. I recently unsubscribed <laughs> from Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. And now everybody's going, Gary V. I'm like, yeah, you know, Gary V is great. But, you know, Gary Vance, oh, my gosh. If I see Gary V one more time, it's just like, shoot me. <laughs> and, 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 and I really don't think he's doing anything new anymore. I just think it's the same old, same old. Now it's just about clicks. And sorry, Gary, if you're listening, good call. I'm listening to David's podcast. But I just – I don't think it's anything new. So I'm like, okay, I'm just – I got to get Gary out of my life because it's just – but I loved his stuff initially. So I, I unsubscribe. I'm, I'm that close – to unsubscribing to Neil Patel. If you're a marketer, you know who Neil Patel is. Same thing. It's like, oh my gosh, if I see him on my LinkedIn feed one more time, I'm going to scream. So <laughs> you, yes, you got to manage it. And I had this conversation, I, the CEO and I've been having this conversation for the last 60 days probably, where I'm, I, I go to his office, I shut the door, we, where our offices are side by side. And, and I can be really, I love my CEO because I can be really forthright and candid with him where I can't do that necessarily with everybody. And I say to him, I mean, David, yeah, I, I'm getting damn close to saturation. Like we got to have less Daryl, you know, who else can we use to speak on behalf of the company, you know? And so, and it was great because he actually said, you know what? I hadn't thought about it until you said it, but I, yeah, I can see it. I can see, I can see why you're nervous. So I think the answer is you kind of know. I mean, if you're getting sick of yourself or you're really self-aware that there's a lot of you out there because no one sees you as much as you. Yeah. So if you're starting to suspect that you might be overexposed, that's perfect because you're probably not because again, no one sees you as much as you do because you know what you're doing. But so what we're doing here is we're now bringing up that next level of thought leader. So when I talk to you about all this additional content we're doing in 2019, a lot of that is not with me. I think I'll take over the mastermind series. That's only 12 versus four a month. And I'm, Frankly, that's the one that excites me the most, like to get in deep with these people. But the role playing and the sales tips, we're we're building up other people within VanillaSoft to do that. So, for example, one of the guys on my team is all excited. I, I won't name his name because this is all a process that's in that's unfolding. But you know, he's excited because you know we work together. And now he's got this high end webcam. You know, he's got this beautiful high end microphone with an audio interface. So he's gone from having, you know, his webcam built into his notebook with crap audio to having the mic, the, the look all in preparation that he's going to be the next guy. And it was funny on the weekend, he literally sent me a recording because we just got him all the gear last week. And he goes, how does this sound? You know, so he since and so on to the week and I, I press play and the, the bastard is mim mimicking me on my <laughs> webinars and he does the first five <laughs> minutes 
and he sounds exactly like me. So imagine everybody you know, imitating James Kirk from Star Trek. That's what he did to me. <laughs> That's exciting, though. He sounded great doing it. That was the big thing. He actually, the audio quality is great. So we are bringing up that next wave of people who can speak. I think for what we had to do here at Vanilla Soft was they, they kind of, because they hadn't done it before, right? So a lot of people listen to this going, I haven't done it before. It's kind of scary. So they saw me, if you will, put myself out there on behalf of the company and do it. And they saw that, you know, you can do it and you can make a, a bit of a fool of yourself and be self-deprecating. And you can incur a little bit of disagreement and conflict, which is natural, and it's okay. And the community still loves you, and your life goes on, and and it's a great skill to have. I mean, it's a critical skill to have as, you know, this is how selling is moving. And uh, so, yeah. I mean, so maybe uh, – Sorry, go ahead. No, you're, that was it. That was it. Yeah, like, I was just going to say, I mean, it's like you're, all companies now are, almost have to become media companies. That's um, true. I, I know that there's one company, I won't say who it is, but they're really good about this. They've got everybody in the company is on camera constantly, and especially when they launch something, you know, they, and, and there's nobody ugly that works at the company. So. It's weird how that is, eh? There's nobody <laughs> ugly. There's know? not one ugly in the whole Poor company. Albert. With the bad acne, that's and there's got a nobody over thirty problem. years old, which is perfect, yeah, except for the CEO. <laughs> I know, I know. It's weird how that works. I think See, I know we, the company you're talking. We could not do that here at Ted. <laughs> Anyways, no, it's that's so also true. Yeah, people, so it's interesting because. Yeah, uh, of, no, go ahead. No, no, you, you nailed it. I love that you said. Keep talking, man. Yeah, I mean, I think with. With video and just posting and getting your content out there and building your brand, because I completely agree with you, the advice that you gave. You know, you've got on one side, it's like, well, I don't have enough content, and you gave us some great ideas to get more content going. And then on the other hand, you don't want to overdo it and to the point where people are just like, ugh, this this guy again, you know, you kind of got to strike a good balance there. But um, yeah, yeah, really is, is humor, right? So, yeah. And humor is interesting because humor can be not, not, you know, what you think is funny is not funny of everybody. I took a bit of a risk before Christmas, again, going back to the sales development summit where we were driving, pushing tennis for. I did a video that I hadn't done before, which was, was you know, what is it? The, um, the world's what, most incredible man or whatever. The, yeah, the uh, most interesting man. The most interesting in the man. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you look I, like I, him, kind of. Thank you. It's yeah. The I, I had the beard, but I, yeah. So I did that. I did a spoof of, you know, I don't often do sales engagement, but when <laughs> I do, I do sales engagement with Vanilla Soft. And then I, but we just went through the whole thing, right? And we put it out there. And my my CEO came into me. He had no idea. And then it's out there. Comes in the next day and he goes, I wasn't too sure about that video. <laughs> I'm like, uh oh. And he goes, but I watched it a few more times and it, it's kind of funny. Sure. <laughs> 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 right. But we got amazing feedback on that, lots of laughter. And that's the thing. If I could give you more advice about any content you guys are making, don't take yourself too seriously. Like, you know, a lot of people are worried that, you know, I'm not in a position to be perceived as an expert. Who am I? Just be you, right? And even when I, you know, I'm a bit of a smart ass sometimes. So those who know me when they saw that video, they said, yeah, that's Daryl. Yeah. Right? So don't take yourself too seriously. And, and again, you don't need to be the expert. You just need to be the individual who says, I recognize a topic that we probably all share. And these are my thoughts on it. But here's my only other advice. Don't be stupid. Don't think that your thoughts are the right thoughts. Yeah. Here's my thoughts on it. And by the way, I did a little research and others agree. Or 
everybody says this is the way to do it. I disagree and this is why, right? So don't take yourself too seriously. Be authentic, be vulnerable, be real, but just be you. And I tell people it's like this because they get so in their head about it. I said, listen, if, if we were to go to a pub right now and have some adult beverages, would you make fun of me? Would you, in the, in the course of the conversation, would you might take a, you know, a little smack talk, you know, maybe throw a shot my way and laugh and giggle in the process of doing it. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, we all do. Okay. Just do that. Just be you that you, you've got it already. Just be you. It's not hard. Get out of your head. I know it's easier said than done, but that's okay, the gist. So, so Daryl gave us the permission. So you could take a couple of shots, turn your phone yes. on, <laughs> and film a video. But I, I like, in all seriousness, I like the, here's my hypothesis and my opinion. I went and talked to some experts or I did some research. And, and then, you know, and here's the three points that I came up to back that. What do you think? Leave it in the comments. I mean, I, that is a great format if you're trying to figure out something to post nice and easy i like that where one. i get the where we get a lot of we do a lot of debates and you know where we get the debate ideas from is we get them actually from the comments so we'll go on linkedin and and we'll we'll just you know we'll contribute to the conversation like i said and you'll see somebody somewhere will post something and all of a sudden it's got a thousand comments or whatever and they're all going back and forth on this oh, you're full of it and you're crap and this it's the it's yellow no it's blue that's when I reached out usually to the poster and I said, there's a, there's a fight here. You know, what's the color of the dress kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and let's do it because we know there's interest. Yeah. We don't need, we don't need to come up with the answer, but we do know that there's interest. And so that's a great way to gauge interest and, and to do some of your content. That's where we get a lot of ideas from. We just rip it off. I love it. I love it. And I tried that once I was trying to get people to vote for me for that uh, thought leader thing. And, yep. um, so, so, and I, yeah. I, I posted a video of uh, a green screen where I was on a private jet. And I, I saw was that. Like, yes, did I you see commented on it. <laughs> and you I, got a lot I, of activity on that. I did. I did. A little bit of uh, humor there. But I, in all honesty, one of my clients called me and was like, we're paying you too much. <laughs> and I go, what are you talking about? And he thought that it was real was jet. Real. Yeah. I was Power. like... Are you serious yep. right now? Yeah, you're going to get those people. But and the funny the part was if they would have read the comments, they would have known right away that it, it was clearly green screen <laughs> and you were having fun with it. So it you're going to get those. I love that they called you, though. But, but see, you're just proving my point where I did uh, that spoof video. You did a spoof video. And, and people remember that and they laugh about it. And it, candidly, it's that kind of stuff that sticks out in people's head. So because it's notable. It's remarkable. So bring your personality, bring some humor if you're funny or you think you're funny and stop boring us so much, right? <laughs> uh, that's one thing. I, I know that your content is never boring. It's always You're always going to get a chuckle or you're going to learn something. So, Well, Daryl, I, I, I kept you too long. You've given us a ton of stuff to work on. We appreciate you so much coming on the show and and sharing your wisdom. And you know, how do we get in touch with you if we want to link up or see some of your posts? You know, LinkedIn, I'm all over all the time. So just, you know, search my name, Daryl Prale. If you're not sure how to spell it or how to follow me, you can go to VanillaSoft.com. On the About Us page, you'll see a leadership. and You can find my name and bio and all that wonderful stuff there. I'm also on Twitter. You'll love the handle if you don't know. I mean, you can search for Daryl Prale. You should find me. But the handle is opinionated. Now, it's kind of spelled funky, but that's okay. It kind of gives you an insight to who I am. Yes. Um, it's got those an are the best. 
It's got an H, yeah, O-H-P-I-N-I-O-N, the number eight, T-E-D. And it took me a long time to figure that out, but it seems to work, so it's good. And yeah, just follow, please, I will follow back unless you're mean, and then in which case I will get rid of you and I will cry. (laughs) Well, and I love talking to you. I I want to get into some, you've got this content machine, so if you ever need any uh, talking heads, you know, we could, in the Brady Bunch, Square, um, give me a call. I told you, yeah, yeah. I was going to have you as the, as the moderator for yesterday's event. Yes. And then I, I, I blew you off for Chad Burmeister because, you know. <laughs> he's, he's much more controversial than I. He's much more. Oh, and that's the funny part, right? I knew if I used and I and Chad and I get along really well. We like each other a lot. But yeah, Chad's out there. He's got his opinions and I'm not unlike me. And so I knew if I had him as a host, I thought it's just going to draw people just for Chad. And it did. And it was great. But you are already on our radar. In fact, the funny part is in this content plan, I told you about what we're doing for 2019. Um, we've already got all the ideas and the speakers lined up. Your name is already listed numerous times. And I am not making this up. So you will be you will be profiled on the Vanilla Soft content. And hopefully you you won't suck. That's what <laughs> I'm hoping. That's the only thing. Well, people could try it. You forgot. I I was on the Inside Inside Sales podcast. You were. Dropping it, you know mad knowledge that has made a huge impact on your life. And it's so bad. You were so remember you so <laughs> remarkable and memorable. That I actually, when you reached out to me saying I should be on your show, I'm like, yeah, you should be on my show. And you're like, dude, I was on your show. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. You were. It's one so, of the top, the top 100. Uh, yes. and it's number 74 top, on the hip. It is. Right? <laughs> that's right. But it was actually a really good session. So inside, InsideSales.com. And you can listen to David Delaney, who sounded much smarter than I have sounded on this podcast. So there we go. Daryl, thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Okay. Thanks a lot. I had a blast. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.